Hi, Angela. Hello. What's going on over there? You, you're, you seem, you're, are you in a mood? Tell yes. me about your mood. What's going on? Tell me, did I do something? Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I actually am. I actually feel grateful for you, but, but if you do make one wrong move, I will fucking kill you. Okay. So just, I'm just <laughs> wow. That's how one I feel. One wrong move. One. One. I'm on it. That's where you're at. Why? What happened? Were you betrayed? I just, you know, I had a conversation with my dad yesterday. Mm-hmm. I made a decision not to call them on Christmas. I just didn't feel like my, I, I didn't feel, you know, I'm, I'm trying to listen to my authority, you know, like my heart. What's in it for me? I'm like, judging oh. you. Good, judging. good. Judge me. Go ahead. As I the care. audience says, you didn't call your fucking parents on Christmas? So my dad had told me that he was going to call me back after Thanksgiving. I called him. I called him. I was very happy to call them on Thanksgiving. He said he was going to call me back. He never called me back. And, you know, it was kind of a big deal given everything that we've gone through in this last year that he didn't call me back. But it wasn't, it didn't come from a place of like, I'm going to get them back. I'm not going to call them. It didn't feel like that at all. I just didn't. I just Why are you bringing it up? I just didn't want to. So then he calls me yesterday, day after Christmas, you know, pick up the phone. I was, I was happy to hear from him. I was like, hey, dad, how's it going? And I could kind of tell, you know, it was like, it was a thing, you know, to not have called on Christmas. I've never done that before. Not last year? Didn't, didn't. I don't think so. Not on Christmas. Not even when you were scrapping with them, I think. I don't know. I mean, it would just, it felt like a thing that I didn't call them anyway. Mm -hmm. So, so my dad, you know, we have a little bit of conversation that my dad says, it's been a while since I've heard from you. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, yeah, dad, you said you were going to call me back. And he was like, well, I'm calling you back now. (laughs) Dad's got game. Exactly. I was like, what the, what the, wait, did he just turn that around? I had to put up with your mom for 40 years. No, I know. Exactly. Well, well, all of this stuff started coming to me. Like, you know, I've dealt with my mom for, you know, and I've talked about my mom and talk, talked about my sister and I'm, you know, but I don't really talk about my dad that much. You know, I kind of, mm-hmm. kind of protect my dad. <laughs> but, Interesting. But in that yesterday, in this conversation, there were just things that started coming out and started becoming very apparent to me. My dad gaslights me. Really? A lot. Hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't fucking like it. Hmm. How does he gaslight you? Just like that. Oh, I haven't heard from you. Well, you didn't call me back. You said you were going to call me back. Well, I'm calling you back now. Was well, that gaslighting? Well, is it? I mean, it, that's, that's one thing. I mean, the biggest gas. It'd be gaslighting if he said, I never said I was going to call you back. That'd be gaslighting. That's true. But it's it's still, there's still like, well, I'm calling you back now. You know, it's it's like, like, uh, so what happens to me? Well, this is what happens to me. He's, he's trying to shame me a little bit, you know, like, yeah, I've Mm -hmm. heard you from you. You know, he's, he doesn't say Merry Christmas, nothing, you know, it's just like, just. Is Christmas a thing in China? I don't know, but it's a thing in my family. Okay. So he says this thing. What happens to my brain? I get, I get a little scrambled in my brain. Like, 
wait, he just, he was just trying to shame me a little bit. And I probably take a little bit of, you know, I mean, I definitely have taken it in the past. It's like, oh, I probably should have called him. I should have, you know. Right. Well, I'm calling you now. And then I'm like, my, my brain just goes like, what, what just happened? Like, what? And then I, afterward, I, I, like, I, had a, I couldn't sleep last night. I was like, what's, I just felt all like, what, what's happening with me? I wanted you to tell him the truth. Yeah, that, that's what I should have done, but I didn't do what? it. What would that have been? Dad, it really hurt me that you didn't call me back. It actually mattered. You know, mm. that you didn't call me back. I was waiting for you. To, I, I figured you were in San Francisco and that's why you didn't call me back. But now you're telling me you've been home for a while and you didn't call me back. And, and now you're asking me why I didn't call you. You know, like it, it doesn't feel good. Right. The, you know, like I imagine my dad would be like, well, you know, you should have called me. You should still call me on Christmas. It doesn't matter. I didn't call you back. Well, it matters to me. Mm. It matters to me. My, you know, I, it, like it doesn't feel good. Well, it doesn't feel hurt. good to me. Yeah, yeah, okay. It doesn't feel good to you. We, you know, my, we can't just have this one way street where your your feelings are the only feelings that matter. Why not? Well, how old is he? Eighty one. I know, I know. But uh, look, look, I'm not saying that I'm not going to have a relationship with my dad. But I'm also, I don't want to have a relationship with my dad where I can't say the truth. I don't want to, I just don't want yeah. to. No, you should say the truth. And, the, and so I'm a little irritated today. And I just can feel that, you ready for this? Uh-oh. I think that the men in my life sometimes gaslight me. Hmm. And I don't call them on it. I just kind of go along. The men in your life? Mm-hmm. Who's that? <laughs> Ferd? Well, one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I did accuse him of gaslighting me a couple weeks later. I know. It's such a it's such a it's Come such on. a powerful word. Okay, listen. I have I'm not i I'm not saying that you're right. That my dad's not gaslighting that, that particular thing. But I mean I have I think I've told this story where my dad really did gaslight me. I've told this story where not that like maybe 15 years ago. I mean, as an adult, I was, you know, in having a conversation with my dad, he asked me, you know, what, what's going on in my life and asked me if I'm still in therapy. I say, yes. And he says, why are you still in therapy? You don't need that. And I said, well, I'm still working out some childhood stuff. <laughs> Have I told this story before? I don't know. Tell it again. And he says, what do you mean? What, what kind of childhood stuff? And I happen to be working on my mom and dad fighting, like the way that they used to fight. And I said, you know, like how you used to hit mom. And he was like, what? Are you crazy? I never hit your mother. You just make things up. That's what he said? Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was freaked out. I did not know what was happening in that moment. That's what I mean. My brain got scrambled. Well, that's, that's intense. It was so intense. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? He was like, Angela, you, 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 you really make things up. You have to be, you know, like he, he, did, he would not back Did back that ever down. get resolved? So then yeah, I, I don't remember, remember Go ahead. if it was like a year later or something like that. 
we're sitting at me and Ferd and my mom and dad are sitting at this cheesecake factory in Ohio. And somehow we were talking about my grandparents and how they used to live with us. And I said, well, you know, grandma and grandpa, sometimes they used to sleep in different rooms. And my mom was like, no, they didn't. And my dad was like, no, they didn't. I was like, yeah, they did. And I remembered because I remembered them having a fight where my, I don't know, they ended up in my, my sister and I shared a room and they ended up in my, our bedroom, the, my mom and dad. I think my, what happened is they probably had a fight. My mom went to my, our, my bedroom, our bedroom, and then my dad probably followed her in there. Hmm. And my sister and I were watching cartoons and I hear my mom scream my name. And so, like, to come upstairs, Angela, Angela, come on. And I was, like, freaked out, you know. So I was like, oh, my God. You know, so I'm, I'm walking up the stairs really slowly because I don't know what's, what I'm going to find. And I don't know why they're in our bedroom. So I go, and my mom slams the door open. She walks out, and she opens the door to both my grandmother and my grandfather's room. Like, they're both in separate rooms. That's how I remember that they're in separate rooms. Right. And she's screaming at them, telling that, them that my dad just tried to, you know, like put the pillow over her head or something. <laughs> what? And so, you know, I, I was frozen, you know, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I was like, I, my mom was calling me to, to save her or whatever. And I didn't do the job. And so I just felt like I didn't know what to do in that moment. So anyway, that's how I remembered that they slept in separate rooms. So in that conversation at Cheesecake Factory, they're both looking at me like, I'm crazy. And so my dad says to Ferd, you know, Angela, sometimes she makes up stories in her head. You know, like she once made up this story that I hit mom. And I was like, I was, I was so shocked, you know, that he actually said it. And so I start to cry. I don't, I, I, like I was shocked. I start to cry. My mom's looking at me like, Angela, what are you, what are you crying about? We're just having a conversation. And so then I just like, I like stopped crying. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if we're just having a conversation, do you remember that dad used to hit you? And she said, do I remember that your dad hates me? I know that your dad hates me. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. What? No, not that dad hates you, that he used to hit you. And she said, oh, yeah. No, I remember. My sister said that if he did it again, she'd take me back to Taiwan, and, which was a double validation for me because my aunt had told me in the car one day, she was like, hey, if you ever see that your dad hits, hits your mom again, you'd better tell me because I'm going to bring your mom back to Taiwan with me. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to tell you that if my dad hits you, my mom, because I didn't want my mom to be taken back to Taiwan with her. Right, you know? of course. So, so the fact that my mom said that was like, suddenly I was like, everything got validated in that, in that moment for me. And I was like, I'm not the crazy one. You're the crazy one, hmm. dad. So, you said that? No, I didn't say it. it was, you looked at him, said something? Yeah, what? I was like, I didn't say anything. I was just, I looked at him and, I, and he changed the subject. Huh. So, I mean, well, it, it was enough for me, you know, it was, and Ferd was like, <laughs> Ferd was what? What was Ferd? He was like, I wish I was a fly on the wall. <laughs> like he didn't know what to do, you know, 
But I was so grateful that he was there. You know, as the whole thing was fucked to see up. It. Yeah. So you know, my that's that's my dad. He just does that in big and little ways. You know, and I, I put up with it. I I actually don't even. What choice do you have? Yeah. Well, that's what I realized yesterday that when I challenge my dad, there's a way in which he cuts me off. Uh huh. And you're crazy. Uh, yeah, but not just crazy. Like, it's kind of like, I don't want to have anything to do with you, you know? Like, like, I mean, it was, yeah, it's been my whole, my whole life. Amazing. And so... It makes me even more suspicious that everybody who says, oh, you don't need therapy or therapy's not good for you. They're just, they're hiding something. They're in denial. Well, I mean, that is what I used to say to my dad. Like, dad, you live in a world of denial. Mm. And what I want to say to my whole family is like, you're in a web of lies and I'm in it with you and I've been in it with you. I've pretended my whole fucking life and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. That's the world. That's what I'm coming to terms with. That's the whole fucking world all the time, forever. I mean, I, 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 and I, do, I don't want to, I, I'm not trying to make myself better than, I really am not, because I, I have been in this lie, you know, like, like even yesterday, in that moment that I didn't say anything, it was, you know, it's like, like I could just feel myself reverting back to a young place in me, like a little girl, like that's what, that's what I do, and I don't, it's like, that's my lie, mm. that's a fucking lie. Right. I'm not a little girl. I'm 54 fucking years old. I'm not. And I'm not, I, I'm not going to pretend for you anymore. For anyone. I mean, I'm saying that, but I'm like, I really want to mean it. And yes, so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when Ferd and I are in it, he will say things that are not true. Or say things that are the opposite of what he said before. Well, when yeah. you're fighting? When we're fighting. You don't know. Nobody knows what anybody said. I know, said. and I'm doing the same thing. Of course. But you are too. Well, when you yeah, and I. Yeah. And so I, want, I, I, I just, I'm, I want to be, I don't want to revert to that little girl place where I'm just like, what? My brain gets scrambled. I don't know what you're saying anymore. And I... I but well, you, uh, okay, you are, you are a woman, so you're susceptible to it. Oh, my. Hey! Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you! Come on! Where's my fucking bell? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <sighs> Where are we? Where are we in this conversation? I mean, I guess I just, I, I also just want to say I listened to the last podcast that we did i mean it was called masculine feminine Mm -hmm. but it should have been called women shouldn't vote (laughs) yeah no i wasn't gonna call it that i know Uh, when i when i saw the the name of it i was like wow reddit threads (laughs) rory's dad says women shouldn't vote oh my god it's everywhere yeah i'm a people are pissed people are pissed and people People are saying that I'm just going along with you. Diana loved it. 
I mean, you know, when I listen to it, it does a little bit sound like I'm just going along, but the, but it's not even, you know, it's so interesting because that, that post that you just did about um, housework. housework, yeah, mm-hmm. it, like people, I think what happens is that they grab on to one thing yeah, and then they don't hear the rest of it. No. And so, I mean, you know, are you trying to provoke people? Yeah, probably, you know, like, but... But also, like the other part of it, is the 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 juiciest part of it, of course. and that's what I'm listening to, and that's what I'm hearing, and I'm wondering what other people are hearing and what they're getting triggered by. But the but the thing that I that I heard the most, that the strongest part of that the podcast to me, was the place where you were talking about, like you say this thing, women shouldn't vote. Mm-hmm. Let's have the conversation. Yeah. Where do you get triggered? What's happening? You yeah. know, like, wh- wh- where are you in this discussion? It's a good question. I don't, I don't, you know, like, I'm not sure where I, I wasn't sure where I was in that, that discussion when you, when you first said it. I had, I had to think about it. Yeah. I don't agree women shouldn't vote. I don't. But I, but the fact that you brought it up, like, made me actually really feel into it. You know, it was like, okay. And I also was really interested in what, the way that you were, like where it came from. It came from a woman. It came from yeah. this woman, Pearl, what's her name? Pearl Davis. Pearl, Pearl Davis. You know, and maybe she has had conditioning from men, blah, blah, blah. You know, the patriarchy, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't matter. The point is that it's, br- it's bringing up stuff in people. Yeah. And what is that stuff that it's bringing up? Like, let's work on that. Yeah. That's what's interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, you said you, you kind of put it out there, but we, we didn't really go back to it. It was, it was, it was like, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes of the entire podcast. It wasn't really the, the focal point of the whole pot. We, t- we talked about a bunch of other things. Yeah. yeah. And so I just found that interesting too. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, I'm with you in terms of these topics being brought up so that, you know, just to see where people can get triggered. Yeah. I don't think I owe people an explanation. Well, I know. Because that's the criticism, right? Well, it's triggering for people. I thought about this too. Because then they can't hear it. It's like, well, I'm just saying it straight. Like, I'm actually not saying it to be intentionally provocative. I could, I could, I mean, or maybe I am on some level, but I'm, I'm actually just articulating what I think as clearly and simply as possible. And if you actually watch the video, it's, it's, I think perfectly articulated in terms of what it is that I wanted to say. And if you track the logic of it, that there's an argument that I'm making that I think is, is valid or should be considered. But, you know, as soon as you women hear, mostly women, some men, that it's not a turn on to watch men do housework, that's just, they can't take it. But I stand by it. That guy chopping wood, Thor, 10 million subs on TikTok, <laughs> that guy's out chopping wood all day and he walks in the house. There's not, literally no woman 
that's going to hand him a fucking vacuum or ask him to do the dishes. Are you kidding me? It's just what it is. It's how it is. It's natural. It's good. It's beautiful. That's what really what I'm after. I'm just seeing the beauty of the masculine feminine dynamic in, in Diana's, Diana and I's relationship. And it's so but you, gratifying. But, but, the, but you don't even, I mean, you do the cooking, you know? Like, yeah. and you will do the dishes. I do lots of dishes. You do, yeah, you, you do I put things. Them away, yeah, of course. But your point in that video wasn't that. No. It was about. I hang up my clothes. I, I keep, I do all, and she says, can you put the shoes? I do, I do what the fuck she tells me to do in terms of keeping the house clean. But, but you're not doing it to please her. No, no. Like what she's, what she's demanding you to do. That's what your point of what I thought your the point of your video was. Like if you're doing this to to be good in the eyes of your your woman. Which is I think how most men are doing it. Right. They don't have the balls to say whatever it is that they want to say. And listen, I think there's a lot of lazy ass men out there who are pampered by their mothers who get with a woman mm-hmm. and expect them to fucking do everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think those women women have a different perspective. And they don't want to hear what I'm saying. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. So I have a skewed perspective. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing my own laundry. I mean, I don't anymore, but cleaning up my own house, scrubbing toilets all my life. And I, I, yeah, I cook. So I have a bias there. But whatever. I'm just saying what I think. Mm-hmm. I read this thing. It's not some plot. I just read this thing. I found it, thought it was interesting. I took a second to think about it. And then I was like, that's interesting. I wonder if that's what it is. So here's my theory. Let me present it to you. See what you think. Mm. And it's obviously representative of where I am right now and what I'm thinking. And maybe it'll change in Mm -hmm. a week or two. Mm -hmm. But I, again, I can't explain to people what I'm doing. You're going to get it or you're not get it. I'm exploring ideas. Mm -hmm. And I want to expand the Overton window. Mm-hmm. And because we've been fed fucking lies nonstop. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it's vital to challenge every fucking thing we think is sacred and true and real. Are we making an assumption there? Is that actually true? Let me think about it. Well, let's break down this idea. There's so many things that we just take for granted as truths yeah. that are not actually true. And that's what gets us into trouble. And I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't want to be in the lie anymore. And I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to, and I don't give a fuck about the consequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on my walk today, you know, listening to, you know, Tate and his brother, Tristan. And then you hear Elon Musk. They have this attitude, which is, I'm not afraid to die. Mm-hmm. If I got to go to jail and do the time for fucking saying what I think. Okay. If that's the price I have to pay, I'll pay it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could feel that in me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know that I've demonstrated that. I, well, I know that I haven't demonstrated that level of courage because mm-hmm. there's some part of me that still is like, well, I don't want to mm-hmm. lose this or lose that or I don't want to get put in jail or, or get hurt or whatever. But now I really feel it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not, I don't have faith in God. And in some way I'm betraying God. Because you're betraying yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. And and I really, I've come to realize 
I mean, I always, you know, listen, I've said this a million times, but you get deeper levels of realization. Exactly what you said, exactly what I said, that there's lies everywhere and people are colluding and it's just what it is. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to participate in it. And if you speak the truth, those people will attack you because they're defending their ego, their identity, their, their pain, their connection with the tribe, whatever. They're defending all kinds of things. And you now become, the truth is an enemy mm -hmm. to those who are in a lie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to attack you. That's just what it is. Again, if you want to know who's telling the truth, just look at who the culture's attacking. That's all you got to know. I mean, I just watched Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Uh -huh. Frank Capra, same guy who directed uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh -huh. Gary Cooper. And what's her name? She's great. Anyway, um, a kind of bumpkin from uh, Vermont somehow inherits $20 million. Mm. You know, this is 1930s. And so they bring him to New York and now he's this mogul and they're trying to teach him the ways. But of course, everybody around him is trying to scam his money. And then he ends up getting into this relationship with this woman who he thinks is just some woman. And she's actually a reporter mm. trying to get information. And mm -hmm. she keeps writing these stories. But, and he, he, you know, he comes off like a simpleton. But over time, you see, he's just got this pure heart. Mm. And he's actually very smart. And he sees very clearly what's right and wrong. And he, he doesn't need to know all the information. He's just like, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't make sense. And he start, and people are like, what the fuck? Mm. They don't know what to do with him. So finally, they determine that he's crazy. Um, like they're trying to figure out a way to get his money. So they're going to, mm. he, he's crazy. We need to put him in, a, uh, in an institution and we'll be the, uh, the people who hold his money or whatever, the money, because he wants to give the money all, all away. Mm. And... And then he goes on trial for all of that. But that's what it is. They make the good person seem crazy. They gaslight. Mm -hmm. And that's what the world is. It's what they're doing with Trump. He's crazy. He's crazy. I'm like, I, to me, he seems like the most sane guy out there. You guys seem insane. Mm. And of course, they project their own insanity onto him. That's how it works. So that's what we're in. That's the world we live in. And then when you watch this movie, 1930s America, Frank Capra, and see that it's exactly the same, same with It's a Wonderful Life, Mr. Potter, the corruption, the bank, the whole thing, mm, scams right. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I mean, all those movies are about that. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So it was going on then, it's going on now, it's always been going on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's as consistent as the sunset. And so that's, I'm trying to adjust to that and see that you, you can't beat it. It's must be some expression of nature. It must serve some function. I don't know. 
In other words, it's a feature, not a bug. Uh-huh. Right. This is how we've been doing it forever. Well, you said it in the last podcast. It's like there's a there's there's a function for evil. Yeah. Like the it's right. like the like my dad, you know, doing what he does did, you know, in in the gaslighting forces me to come into myself in a way that nothing else nothing else could. Like it's like a, a feeling inside of me that's, that's right. like I'm going to stand for truth. Right. No matter no matter what. No matter what I lose, even if it's my life. Yeah. I feel that so strongly. Mm-hmm. And I I feel this place it's like don't fuck with me. Yeah. It's good. I'm with you. Yeah, it brings you closer to God. It, it you need the pressure to force you to motivate you to find your strength. Because if you stay in the lie, you're fucked. Exactly. And so you and and we want to stay in the lie because mm-hmm. being in the truth is is very uncomfortable. Yeah. And people will hate you, mm-hmm. call you crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's a heavy cost. Can get kicked out of the tribe. Get kicked out of the tribe. I think ultimately that it's the only way to be free. Obviously. You can only be free when you tell the truth. So freedom is the highest goal, value. And maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe for other people, it's connection. So they're willing to be in the lie to keep the connection. Yeah, right. Harmony over truth. Right. And maybe we all do that to some degree. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have to. Maybe it's okay. Maybe you have to pick your battles. I mean, as long as you know what's true and you're making right. a decision. Yes. As long as you know what's true. I mean, yeah. I guess that's. Yeah. If you, if you stop being triggered by your father, uh-huh. you have, you have good reason to, it's just like, okay, whatever dad, you know? Yeah. Of course he's this way. He doesn't want to fucking admit that he hit your mother. He, he doesn't want to deal with that. Right. Shame. That you saw that. It's humiliating. When it sounds like if your aunt was prying into it, that this was not a, an occasional thing. No, it wasn't. It happened. I mean, like it happened in my, uh, like in my sight several times. Wow. It was just a thing. That's disturbing. Yeah. But it was always, it was disturbing only... I mean, you know, my mom would go a little insane, you know, and this was my dad's way of controlling her in like some way and in some way of protecting us. I mean, I felt there was a, there was, you know, a thing for me. Right. You said that before. Yeah. He was protecting you. Did yeah. he say that or you just came to that? No, he said it. Uh, there was one time he came to pick me up from the airport and uh it was when I was in college and my mom wasn't there and when I came home she I saw her and she had a bruise on her arm and I was like what's that and she was like ask your dad and I was like 
And so I told my dad, if you ever, if you ever hit mom again, I'm never talking to you again. And that's when my, my dad said, well, the only reason that I hit her is because she tried to kill you when she was, when you were a baby. Right. And I didn't believe him at that time. You know, I was like, you're making shit up, you know, that, 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 that never happened. But, you know, I mean, I've talked about this before, but it's, you know, it's very possible. And there are lots of mothers who want to kill their children, their babies. It's, I think it's, you know, actually something that's probably kind of normal. I I think if, if the mom is trying to kill the baby, I think you're allowed to fucking give her the backhand. Yeah. Like she's, you know, my mom, if she, I, I, I've thought about this. Like she was, she was 21. She wasn't married. She was like, you know, this, in a new country. She, she had no idea what she was doing, you know, yeah. like, it's insane. I mean, I have Moby, my dog that I <laughs> barely can, you know, get under control, you know, right. and, and I lose it sometimes. And I just think like, man, if I was a mom, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I would do. You right. know, I'm just like, like, I literally am like, Ferd, you take over. I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to yeah. lose it. You know, I just think like, wow, my mom, you know, I'm sure she it was not easy. Yeah. But in any case, you know, it's, it was a thing. And I don't know what my dad saw. Did he see my grandpa hitting my grandma? I don't know. I mean, I, it was, you know, I think it's a thing, you know, that happens in a lot of Asian families, you know. A lot of families in general. Yeah. This is just how you. This is just how you do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's confusing. What's right? What's wrong? Yeah, what's that Rumi quote? There's a field. There's a beyond or beyond right and wrong. There is a, a field. I'll meet you there. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm actually going to make a video about this. I'm going to try to explain to people what I'm doing and ha- like how I think mm. so they can, you know, apply that to all of my videos. I mean, that that is in some way where I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. Like, just watch the fucking video without putting your value judgments on it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Inside of you. Yeah. That's all. It's the only way to understand the truth. You have to let go of any judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, can you just slow down and take it in? Can you actually listen? You know, Diana tells the story when in her community, there was a big break between the Trump supporters and the Trump haters. And obviously there was only a few Trump supporters, but more than you'd think and mm. some very surprising people, mm. powerful people in the community. So they had to reckon with it. And they had a big council and the Trump haters, you know, made their case and this and said all this and that about Trump. And what happened is when the Trump people went to speak, all of the Trump haters disassociated. They mm. looked up, they laid down, they looked away. They just they just refused to listen. Hmm. Mm. Wow. They wouldn't hear it. They're just not letting it in. They're just blocking it. 
Yeah. And the, the people that were articulating this are all very reasonable people. They're not crazy right wingers. They're, they're close friends. They've been together for a long time, this whole group. And they were all making very reasonable arguments, as, as was I at the time, but nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it now, but that's what I see. People just, they just block it out. They don't, they can't, mm-hmm. they can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, you're working with somebody. You can feel it when that happens. Yeah. You feel when they leave and you're like, hold on, hold on, just stay here. Mm-hmm. Just stay here. Just try to like feel this. What happens when I say this? Can you receive this? Let it in. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't let it in. Okay, well, let's work with that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have. I, well, I know I do. Mm-hmm. No-go zones. What are your no-go zones? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I know exactly, right. You know exactly? Well, no, no. Meaning you're right. I have to be the, like, it's hard. It would be hard for you to know what your no-go zones are. Yeah. Jana used to say when we were hanging out in Toronto that there was things that she felt like she couldn't say to me. Mm -hmm. Like I would come sharp Mm -hmm. with a a little rebuke, like, nah, nah, nah. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Diana, I get that happens with Diana. Mostly she wants to give me a lot of love and there's only so much I can tolerate. Mm-hmm. So we've named it. Now it's kind of a joke, mm-hmm. which is helpful. And she understands it. And I explained to her why. Mm-hmm. And it would, of course, make sense. <clears throat> you know, I feel like I'm going to get devoured, taken over. It's very hard for me to just relax and let go. I mean, I do it, obviously. But yeah, that's a, that in some way, that's a no-go zone for me. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be approached gently. Mm-hmm. And if you try to push or if you make me bad, mm-hmm. that's over. Right. It's done, that is not the way you, I'll win that battle. It's like, oh, you're going to make me bad for not receiving your love? Well, good luck. You'll never get it till the end of time. My dragon heart is standing guard. I think like there have been a few times when if you have a strong opinion about something Mm -hmm. and you feel like people are against you, in this opinion. Yeah. And then I say something that is not in agreement with the way that yeah. you think. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can think of not specific moments, but I, yeah, I remember. It's hot. Like, it's like, I can't like, it's like, Oh, that those are the places yeah. where I, I, I have felt like, well, there was, do you remember when we were having food that one time somewhere in LA Late at night, was it Thai or something? Some weird place. Mm-hmm. And you uh, told me that you thought it was fucking going crazy. I thought that you were going crazy? Yeah. Uh, you're like, you're a little crazy right now. 
You don't remember that? <laughs> no. I agreed with you. Oh. I was up in Idlewild. I think I was oh, in. Oh, right. Yes. There was a time. Oh, yeah. I was concerned. Yeah. I was unraveling. Right. Yeah. No agenda. Yeah, yeah. No agenda podcast. Right. Fucked me up. I mean, all of it. Trump, COVID. But mm -hmm. when that, you know, no agenda just peels back the curtain. And it freaked me out. I, mm -hmm. I did not understand the depth of the lies. Mm -hmm. I do now. Mm -hmm. But it was a shock. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt alone in it. Right. Yeah. And that's why I literally drove to Vegas to the no agenda meetup. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. To fucking talk to people who thought like me. I mean, that's really one of the reasons Diana and I got together because, because we, we bonded over that. We thought the same about mm. COVID, about Trump. I mean, she was in deeper than I was mm. and she's been at it longer. She has a ba I mean, she was a, you know, 9-11 truther. She's, you know, she is. Mm. She doesn't believe that bullshit. Mm. And I wasn't ready for that. I don't know what happened, but there's some shenanigans. They lied to us. We know that. Mm. There's a lot of weird shit. So I definitely know it didn't go down the way it was explained. The fact that Alex Jones, like two, three months before it happened, like called it. It's going to be a false flag. It's going to be blamed on Osama bin Laden. Mm. Is that what he said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Something major's coming. He's, you know, he's got his sources. I don't know. Or he's just a channel. I think he's just a channel. He feels it. Feels it in the air. Which brings me to New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve? Or New Year's or Christmas Eve? Eve. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was, I was wondering. I went down. Yeah. So we were supposed to get, we'd, we'd, we'd been together. We went, uh, we went and saw the lights. Yeah, you, you, me, Ferd, and Diana. Mm -hmm. Four of us. Went and saw some light show thing. Yeah, the Christmas lights Christmas on people's lights. houses. Uh -huh. Then we went to play putt-putt golf. The next night. Mm -hmm. Which was fun. Yeah, it was a it was a it was an indoor putt putt golf with lots of different. It was it was kind of a funky, uh, interesting place. Yeah, but they, and there weren't that many people there. No. But then and then we were going to get together the next night on Christmas Eve, and you you were going to make you know meatloaf, meat and I was going to bring some stuff, and I was preparing all my my stuff, and I got a call from you like two hours before we were going to head over. And you, you were, you were like, I just woke up from a three and a half hour nap. I feel like I thought I was going to be able to rally, but I'm not. And I could hear it. I was like, Whoa, what is happening? Like, I mean, you said you felt, felt like you had, it felt like the, 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 like when you had COVID two years ago, but it wasn't COVID it was, but you didn't know what it was. And then, then what happened? Uh, well, I cooked the meatloaf, but <laughs> I asked Diana for help. I was struggling. So I said, you know, can you do the potatoes? Can you do this? And she, and she was like, yeah. But I did cook the meatloaf and it was awesome. And I, I want to tell you why. Because mm -hmm. this meatloaf is, it, it was a game changer. We didn't have breadcrumbs. So I ground up granola. Oh. And it gave it just that hint of sweetness. 
just enough that nutty sweetness. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the best. Diana was like, this is the best meatloaf I've ever had. It was also venison. Well, it was venison mixed with beef. So I did make the meatloaf, uh, kind of recovered, felt weird still the next day. Did you have a fever? Did no, you... no. I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I I went shopping that morning to get the food that we needed. I was going to cook. And I was extra irritable while shopping, just in a heavy state of annoyance. And that concerned me. Something was going on. And then I got home. And I started to feel some resentment. Like, why am I shopping? I don't want to be shopping on fucking Christmas Eve. But I, you know, whatever. I got over that. But I I noticed it come up. And then I was like, I got to take a nap. I don't know what's going on. I'm tired. I told Diana, I was like, I'm all fucked up. Like, I couldn't. I was going to go for a walk. And I actually, like, put my stuff on. I was like, that'll help. I'll get out in the sun and I'll, I'll just start moving and... But I couldn't get out the door. And eventually I lay down on the bed and uh, had this crazy sleep where I had all kinds of very weird, I wouldn't even call them dreams. They felt like visions. Mm. And I was analyzing them in my head. Like I knew that none of it was real. Like I, it, not like, in, you know, when you're in a dream, you think the dream is real. It wasn't like that. I knew that it was a dream. So they became visions like what, like I, like an ayahuasca ceremony. Like, why is this here now? Why am I seeing this thing? Why am I seeing a snake or why am I seeing this image or mm. person? It was that kind of thing. I don't really remember any of the things that I saw, but it was very chaotic. And I woke up <clears throat> and I, you know, saw how much time had passed, which concerned me. Mm. It's a long time <laughs> to have a nap. Mm-hmm. And I also was overcome with this feeling of despair, similar to the way that I felt when I had COVID. Wow. Like, what's the point? Life is meaningless. Just deep oh. hopelessness and despair. Because, of course, your body is just exhausted. It's not a good feeling. Your body just gives out, essentially gives out on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I fought through it, um, had some guayusa, <laughs> that helped, and lay down, and then eventually was able to cook a little bit. We sat down, we ate, we opened gifts. It was, it was fine. Mm. You know, I kind of came back to, not normal, but, and of course, the whole time I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? I didn't feel sick. Mm-hmm. Something is this emotional? And the week that Diana was gone in Miami, I'd taken a few naps that week. It was a little chaotic. Her not being there pulled me out of my routine. Mm. And I took a couple of naps and uh, I could feel uh, like this tension in my body. Like there was a, like a, a desire to relax mm. and I had to work through it. Like, there's this tension and this desire to relax. And, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm more tense than I think. Mm. I need to like really let go. And so I was thinking, oh, well, the holidays are coming. Perfect. I'm going to take, told all my clients, taking two weeks off. Mm. 
I'm going to give myself two weeks to relax. I'm not doing that, but, um, and so I wonder if Christmas Eve, which was really the start of my relaxing, which is my body was like, that's it. Shutting it down, bro. You don't want to relax. We're going to make you relax. Exactly. Also, I see Cernovich on Twitter the next day. Weird energy. This is like writing about Christmas Eve. Weird Mm. energies. Everybody can feel it. This might be our last Christmas in a while, he says. And Laura, you know, on Instagram, the Australian, I remember the future girl. Oh, uh uh-huh. She's been talking about the end of Christmas. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. It's this whole war on Christianity. I mean, it's a war on Christ. It's on. No, it's full-on spiritual warfare. And I think that also, I'm I'm just very sensitive to all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, again, going back to what we were talking about, I think the evil in the world sometimes fucking takes me down. Mm. And when I really feel the depth of it, the complexity of it, the commitment that they have, the delusion that they're in, it scares me. Mm. Just the energies. And, you know, the human design, I have this open channel or, or whatever I have. What do I have? You have, you actually, I mean, you're, you have two defined centers. You have your throat defined and your sacral defined. But if you break the chart apart in your personality, you're what's called a reflector and you have no centers defined in your design. You also have no centers defined, which it's, I just find that so fascinating. Um, this is why so, I'm so neurotic, which means that you can be conditioned by all sorts of things all the time, all, all over the place. I, I feel everything. <laughs> kind of, you kind know, of. well, you're taking it in, which is why what I, when I said, Last time it was like, this is what you do. You take an idea and you just like make it yours. You know, even, even if it's not really your, you, you might not even like think that it's true, but you're going to just like go with it and see like, Hmm, let me see what this is like. And so in that way, you just kind of sample the field and just like take it in and then spit it out. Like see what, what happens. Yeah. And you know what I said, because because Diane actually wrote to me about like what's that thing about Dave and, and the open, mm-hmm. and so I was saying to her, I was telling her that this thing about you know being a reflector, having the open centers, but but your design as a, a manifesting generator with the sacral authority. So even though you can take in all of these energies, if you listen to your authority, like consistently. And you, you really trust Mm. that. Do you want to go to this place? Do you want to say this thing? Do you want to do this podcast? Do you want to watch this show? Do you want to like talk to this person? Like if, if you have a sacral, yes. Like if that's like you have, you feel like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Then, and you follow that, then whatever energies you're taking in are the correct energies, no matter what. Right. And if you don't listen to that, then, you know, then supposedly you're in your not self. 
So, you know, did you, were you listening to your sacral authority? And, you know, that's what I was curious about. Like, and I actually, I was, I was thinking, I was like, did you get something? Did you pick something up at the putt-putt game? Like, did you listen to that? But I actually heard your, when Ferd said, hey, you don't have to come if you don't want to. I, I made reservations for this thing. You were like, yeah, I want to go. And I was yeah. like, I remember thinking, wow, you had a strong response to that. Yeah. And so it, that, I, I just found that that was, and then suddenly, like, I was like, I wonder if you picked up on, on some, some stuff there. But I don't know. And maybe you are picking up on the energies, like you're saying. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting that these people that you follow, they're saying. It is interesting. Weird energies, no Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. what? <sighs> That's weird. It's very weird. I mean, I've been hearing things that, that I don't, and I, you know, I don't. What have you been listen hearing? To, just how, I mean, I don't, I'm, I feel sensitive to like people who are listening. You know, I don't, I don't like putting things into people's. Fear. Yeah, fear, you know. Um, and maybe, hmm, how do I want to? Well, yeah. What's your intention in sharing this? Good question. Well, I guess my intention is just to tell the truth um, and say what it is that I have been hearing and also to, it's like I'm working with my own fears and I want to help other people in that place too yeah. so that they're not like really going with that, you know? Um, what are you hearing? I'm hearing that. 2024 is going to be a very challenging year for people. Challenging. Challenging. That that there's going to be more... I mean, it makes sense to me that there's going to be more polarity that starts to happen. I mean, it, it's already been that way. But, you know, the black and white, you know, left and right, the good and bad, right and wrong, all of that stuff, it's going to get more intense. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, that feels true to me, you know, um, in a certain place, like, but also that I think that that's why I, you like, and you know, what we're working with, like, I want to work with my mind in a way where I'm not just dragged into that place. And it's a very, um, it's a very addictive place. It's a very, um, seductive place yeah i've been in it yeah and so too much yeah and i i just i i i feel like there's gonna be a lot of um you know challenges for people for people yeah i mean for for all of us you know in a way like we're gonna have to move through something and um you guys got a gun yet? <laughs> no, but I did did talk about. I was like, we need a bat, at least a bat. Yeah, a bat <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Apparently, you, I saw this clip on TikTok. Ex CIA young guy, and he was saying, "Closed-toed shoes." Uh, yeah, two hundred dollars cash in small denominations. And you really only have to get skillful with a baton. 
And then it cut off. And I was like, well, wait, wait, what? Like, what? Why not a gun? How do I use a baton? Why? So I have to go back and uh-huh. find the podcast. But I thought that was interesting. A baton. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like a bat. Right, yeah. But sneakier. I think, you, get, you know, there's these folding ones. I'm going to get one. I mean, you Shit's know. Shit's going down. I, you know, well, you know, but I've been saying all this. Right. I mean, is this, this seems to me to be self-evident. We got an election coming up and it's going to be chaos. Right. I mean, I think that's probably what, what it is. And you should see Twitter. I mean, I get on the for you. I get all of these, you know, left-wing lunatics who hate Trump because it keeps giving uh, me these tweets because I, I engage with them. Mm. Or I read them and it can it knows that I'm reading them. And so I get more and more of them. And it, what I'm seeing is just, it's, it's just shocking. It's terrifying to me. They fucking hate Trump. They hate Trump supporters. They feel like they're fucking trying to ruin this country, that they're psychotic. And they have to put a stop to it by any means necessary. That's the vibe. Mm. They're angry. They're and it, intolerant. It's like, damn, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear anything about January 6th other than that was a fucking insurrection incited mm-hmm. by Trump. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you have that energy coming at you, I either submit or I fight. I ain't submitting. And if I do submit for a period of time, it's only to f- because it's the wise decision. But I'm not... It's a tactic. I'm not actually going to submit to anybody. Live free or die. So it's a it's it's a battle for the narrative. It's a battle for whose version of reality is correct. It's a spiritual war. Whose God is right. Well, I guess that's the place where I feel I'm I, I'm strengthening inside of myself. Like I'm listening to my own authority. You know, like right. my like <sighs> I'm trying to discern between the voices of my ego and my higher self. Trying to discern between what is the distraction and what's the truth. You know, like like what are the lies? And it's not an easy discernment sometimes. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. There's lies. I mean, everybody's lying. To themselves. You know, like it's. it's There's, yeah. Nobody's 100% clean. Yeah. So. But if I. And, and I do feel. the I feel like there are, moment, there are moments now. A lot more moments than there were before. Where I'm, I'm really connected with myself which feels really good. What's and your it, strategy here for this year? Like really to connect to that place, that's that place inside of me. Like that where I I feel connected and no matter what happens in that place when I'm connected to myself, it doesn't matter what happens at that point. And so then I don't feel scared. I'm not scared. Right. And that's 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 the place. It's the moments where I, you know, it's like, I mean, always when I wake up in the, wake up in the morning, my mind is just going, going, going. And I gotta like, I gotta figure out my way of finding that connection. 
And, you know, every, every morning for me is different. I try, I try, I try all sorts of things, you know, to, to get myself there. Where's Ferd with all of it? I mean, Ferd is, Ferd is chopping wood, you know, he's like hot. He's literally like, he's building things. He's working in the yard. He's like, he's playing tennis. Like he's moving his body. You know, that's the best thing yeah, for him. So he's getting on with it. Yeah, he's, he is. Um, it's a good strategy. I mean, he, I don't think he really pays too much attention to it, but when he does, he can get into, you know, like we're not, you know, he and I are yeah. not, uh, we're, we don't think the same in that place. And that's where he Can you imagine I, the scene in the movie? Civil war is on. I know. You inferred. Uh-huh. You yeah. have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to stay with your truth, Angela? Yeah, I stay, am. Or stay with your husband. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great scene. <laughs> stay with your husband. I, I want to stay with my husband and my truth. Well, you, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's, I'll try to avoid killing you both. (laughs) I'll try. No, what I'm saying is that like in my truth, I feel like, I don't know. There is a place where, you know, he and I, we will come together. Of course. Well, it's not, it's not even political though. It's it's not. It's, It's as soon as you get out of the political realm of it there's there's just a deeper layer and it's 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 not that hard to connect to that especially right now everybody everybody on some level can see that the whole thing of it is a facade well you know that thing about women shouldn't vote what i you know i was talking about it with with my therapist i was like (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) and you know just to feel into where i was at and then he said this thing that i told you you know and i was like it just feels like that's yeah that's where i am like he's like it doesn't matter exactly like the the powers that be are the people who have money and they're the ones who are running the show you know like in the world like you know the politicians are just the puppets you know like who who you vote for does it, it doesn't really matter. Like it just felt very true on some level. Like this is, but this is where we get to play all of our shit out, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, it, I hear what he's saying. I, I, you know, but, but it, it creates like women shouldn't vote creates a kind of like polarity there, you mm-hmm. know, women, mm-hmm. men, you know, like, like let's get into it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that thing. And so, that's the place where it's like, like, like we're all working our shit out, you know? Yeah. And so I guess on some level, I, I don't really care, you know, Yeah. Uh, like at that level. For sure. Does that make sense? What of course, I'm- of course. Well, path of least resistance. Abraham during COVID vaccine. There was a video going around of somebody said, what about the vaccine? I don't want to get the vaccine. And now I'm being pressured to get the vaccine. What do I do? And Abraham was path of least resistance, mm-hmm. which was basically get the vax. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people obviously had a lot of feelings about that because mm-hmm. a lot of people who love Abraham did not get the fat, the vax and feel strongly about it. Mm. So they felt betrayed. 
They didn't, they didn't like that spiritual teaching, but maybe it's the same now. I don't know what happens if totalitarianism comes to America. What's the move path of least resistance the whole way through. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Go with it. Maybe fighting feels more fun. Well, maybe that's your path of least resistance. Though. Exactly. That's my pa- There's less suffering there for me. Mm-hmm. At least in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's like, what is going to bring you joy? Like right. true joy. Yeah. Killing communists. That would, that would, that would bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> Only cause they want to kill me. And they've been saying mean things. For four or five years, call me a racist, <laughs> misogynist. I told you about the guy. I watched more of those videos of that that uh, psychotherapist analyzing my interview with Tate. Oh, uh-huh. we talked about that. Yeah, right? yeah. You watched more of it. More of it. it. Yeah, it was like you know he's. I hate to say this, but he's, what he's doing is excellent. That's, that's like, I would actually use as a clip to teach people, but it's hard for me to say, cause he's such a misogynist <laughs> and he has to repeat that over and over to his female audience to keep them. Uh huh. Right. It's like, bro, bro, you know, and then somebody in the comments is like, do you think maybe he's just like reflecting back Tate's attitude to him to point out the contradiction? Wow. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But nobody, they don't, they're, they're too excited about spotting misogyny and getting all upset about it. They love it. But wait, was there more to your, like... Yeah, there's more. Oh. I get. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I had a long talk with Diana about it the next day, and we, we, we talked through it, and then she wrote about it in her, uh, her blog. And I think... What did she write? I forget. I think I take on too much. I think that I don't even know that I'm doing it. It's gotten better. It was a problem with Diana. I mean, that I had a lot of resentment early in the relationship because, because of that. Mm. And I had finally had to come to terms that it was my problem. She wasn't doing anything wrong. It was me. I was taking things on. I wasn't asking for what I needed. I was making assumptions. And so I'm working on it. But there's a it, there's almost a way in which it's 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 just my operating system. It happens so quick because mm-hmm. that's what happened with my mother. Mm. You know, I, I did that I, I mean I've worked on that a lot, but that you want your mother. Of course, you're a little boy. You want your mother. You want to be close to your mother. You want, you want to touch your mother. You want to hug your mother, all of that. And there was a place where my mother was slightly devouring and, and took from me. And I didn't like that. That didn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a bind. I want my mother, but I have to sacrifice mm. something. Mm. And it's, it's just this tension all the time. And I live like that. And there's a way in which when I want to 
take my autonomy or my freedom, I feel like it's wrong. It's mm. bad. And I'm always concerned that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I always tell that story that my mom told me. I have no memory of this. It happened when I was, I think, less than a year old. There was some ring that I kept putting in my mouth. And, you know, she's like, don't stop, you know, and took the ring away from me. And then the ring was gone. And she thought I swallowed it and she lost her, lost her mind and was like, I guess, shaking me. And I had the ring in my hand. Mm. So, you know, I was accused of something I didn't do mm-hmm. and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, there's some, some place where there's, there's still that hint of I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I've done something wrong that I haven't seen mm-hmm. and I'm going to get in trouble for it. And it's, you know, imagine walking around with that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole other thing going on in my psyche and in my body, like, you know, evaluating everything through that lens. Mm-hmm. It, like I'm not fully present. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, I think something happened. And I, I also, in that moment of exhaustion, there was something felt connected to that. I, I just woke up and started... Well, or no, the next day when I started to feel better, I just started talking. I didn't, I, I wasn't necessarily trying to make sense of it or I didn't have a theory exactly, but I just started talking to see what came up. And that's one of the things that came up and it felt right. Mm. I'm sure there were other things I don't remember. Dan is listening. (laughs) But also I'm at an edge all this work podcast, all the the little technical stuff, files, you know, YouTube thumbnails. I mean, there's a million fucking things (laughs) and I do almost all of it Mm. myself and I can't, it's a problem. Mm. And, and so I'm at that edge where I have to, and I am, I'm starting to more and more, but there's, it just keeps piling up, but I, I have to build the system. And there's there's something there that I'm afraid of. There's something I have to let go of. There's some kind of expansion that wants to happen, and the, but there's some way that I'm still holding on. Mm. And obviously, if I have this idea or image in my mind that I'm always going to get caught out or made bad in some way, I'm not going to let myself expand mm-hmm. and be seen fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold something back right. to keep myself protected. Right. But I'm I'm at an edge. My spirit is like, let's go! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the young part of me, the fear is like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And so I stay in this slightly chaotic place. Mm-hmm. And I think, but I've been doing a lot of work on it, thinking about it, meditating, writing about where I want to go and what I want to do and what that looks like and i i feel the edge of it and so i think it just in that moment like all of everything just my body just was like you gotta lay down bro Mm. because you can't see clearly from this place of tension and exhaustion you're not you're 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 driving you're on a treadmill a little bit Mm. you're being driven by life 
And I think connected to what's going on in the world, there is an urgency. Mm -hmm. Better get your shit together. Mm -hmm. Like now. Because I don't think it's getting any easier. Mm -hmm. And you want to be prepared. And you want to be in a good place. You want to be solid. You want to have good routines. You want to be disciplined. I mean, I feel fortunate. I'm in a, I feel like I, I'm in a great relationship. Mm. There's a lot of safety and comfort there. I feel like I have great friends. Mm. You know, great community with the sweat lodge. Like, I, I, I'm, I feel good. Mm. Clients who, who love me. But, you know, fuck, man. I also feel that I have to take care of Diana. Mm. It's that added pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling her, you need to start hiking with a, a 35 pound backpack. You need to get to 12 miles in under four hours. Start training now for the apocalypse. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, All right. Well, <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> I was talking to her last night. She's like, is this the first time? Cause we we're talking about this issue of me. Uh, not being able to tolerate all of her love, not being able to receive. And she said, have you, like, have you had a, have you not, not have you been in love, but have you, cause I've never been in really in a committed relationship like this. I mean, obviously we're getting married, mm-hmm. but I never really got close before. I mean, I did get married, but that whole thing was a something else. There was one woman that I really felt in love with. I'm really smitten with my uncle said, she rings my bell. That's for sure. I was so attracted to her and we had this great chemistry and I, I, I have so many fond memories of her and and fond feelings, but I don't think I ever thought I was going to marry her. Mm -hmm. Mm. So this is all new to new to me, 54. Mm -hmm. But now I'm an expert. And I'm going to be telling everybody how to have a relationship <laughs> right, on Instagram. Exactly. Just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he knows everything about the things he knows nothing about. But yeah, okay, right. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Listen. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm just sharing what I've learned. It's good. You know, like I really, um, I really feel something. Like, you know, it's interesting because... The way that I see you, in a way, like if you were really in your true self, there would be literally like nothing that you would be doing that you didn't want to be doing, you know? No one you would be talking to. It would just be like, and that's how I imagine that you are. But there's... I'm I'm about 80% that. Right, right. Yeah. And so in the the 20%, it must be so painful for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. I'm noticing how fucking painful it is. Uh-huh. And I have to make different choices. Right. Yeah. Like that you don't even you know, even when you called and said you couldn't do you couldn't do Christmas Eve, you know, you said you felt bad and I was like, you don't have to feel bad. Like don't feel bad. Just do it. Of course, but you know. I I understood, but it was kind of like, what I'm saying is like, there's a place in you that I feel like is actually you. It's like, 
just got to do what I got to do, you know? Yeah. And, and not feel bad about it at all. Not even like waste any energy in, in the feeling bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, I was so fucked up. It was hard for me to feel that bad. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But then it was like, what is this? Right. I don't want to, it it touches into the place where I'm weak. Right. Exactly. It's vulnerable. And I'm like, I don't want to feel that. I want to feel strong all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're right. You've nailed it. I've been thinking a lot about that. I want to be a hundred percent with my yeses and nos Mm -hmm. connected to my sacral. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I only want to do things that are fun for me that are, that light me up. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a belief somewhere that I can't have that Mm -hmm. or I would have it. Or that if you do that, you're going to be made bad. Right. Exactly. And I'm, I, I'm, something shifting. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting over that. I mean, I've been over it. It would, you know, we're, we're refining here. Yes. We're just picking at the places where it's still yes. gripping. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm the same like yeah. 80%. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's some things here and there and, and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm, and I'm cleaning them up and it, it feels, it feels good, but there's, there's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to to be true to yourself all the time. It's very hard. Well, because if you're true to yourself also, you miss out on things. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like these things don't come at a cost. Mm-hmm. There's always a trade-off. Mm-hmm. you lose people things that you loved you have to let go of mm-hmm. that's hard that's I think one of the hardest things about getting older I mean think of how many things in your life that well maybe it's always hard but it, it seems for me it's harder for me as I get older like you know you love something and then you you move on all mm. kinds of things, you know, I mean, people certainly, but you know, things you used to do, mm-hmm. movies you used to watch, books you used to read, you know, you, you fall in love and then you, you leave them behind. And there's something, maybe, I don't know if I feel sentimental, like there's all these things that I used to love and I, I don't love them anymore. Mm. And I miss loving them. I mm. loved loving them. Mm. And I don't, I also don't love in that way anymore. Which is, does that mean there's something wrong with me? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's, it's specific to a, a time in your life. Well, you're changing. Yeah. And so. But you but you also your relationship, how you relate to the world changes as you get older. Yeah. I'm not meant to be excited by everything all the time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just not how it is for me anymore. Yeah. And that's okay. But there's something sad mm-hmm. about losing that. Cause it's a really, it's fun. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, Marie Kondo, you know? Yeah. How she's like, like when you let go of things, you thank the thing. Right. You know, that you're saying. It's like, maybe you, you need to like thank the part of you that really That's loved a good one. that 
thing, that person. Yeah. You know, it is there. And there is like, I mean, whenever she does that part of the show, I'm always crying because it's like, it is sad. There's like a, you know, you feel this like deep gratitude, you know, like, wow, you were with me during this period of time that was so hard or that was so fun or that was so good, you know, but it's like, you know, there's just, there's, there's a letting go. You watch her show. I did. I mean, it's, I, I don't watch it anymore, but I, I, that was the, always the part where the part where she, like she, like people would, you know, like when, where they're thanking their thing that they need yeah. to let go I, of. I, I, well, know? I read the book. Yeah. Spark joy. I mean, I see it like I, that's, that's something with Ferd, like, you know, he has a hard time letting go of his things, you know, but I'm like, okay, just thank the thing, you know, but every time he does it, I cry like with him. Like, it's just oh God. like, you he really, cry? yeah, because it's so touching, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel it with you right now. It's like, you're saying you're, there's something that's like, I don't know. It's, it's actually, it's beautiful. I have a hard time letting go. Janice said that to me oh. once. I remember she looked at me surprised. She's like, you have a, it's hard for you to let go. Uh-huh. She, she saw it and realized it. And I immediately knew that was true. Mm. I mean, I only have my own experience to go on. Mm-hmm. I th- maybe everybody's like this. I don't know. But yeah, I do. You don't seem to be, I think a lot of people do have a hard time letting go and they seem to be the kind of people that have a hard time, but you don't seem to be that kind of person, but you are. You I know? am. Yeah. I think that's beautiful about you. You know, right. Something really like human. Well, yes, yes, it is human. It's also, there's something neurotic in it, but. Which is human. Which is human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I was talking about this in my men's group last night because I shared a little bit about, I hadn't really shared about myself for whatever reason I hadn't shared. And it's been, I don't know, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks or something. And finally, last night, I, I decided I was going to share mm. about what was going on for me, my story. And just that the most painful thing about everything that's happened in my life since 2015 with Trump and COVID and is the loss and the loss of connection Mm. Mm -hmm. and understanding that that's what's actually going on for me. Like underneath the frustration, underneath the judgment, underneath Mm -hmm. the fuck you, you don't get it. You're a fucking idiot. Is this pain about the loss of the connection? Mm. And I don't know what to do about it. I don't feel like coming back into connection but I still feel the loss of it. Like it couldn't be any other way. It's sad. Yeah. And that's going on and on. And and in some way, not that my life is getting smaller, It but it has to. It's getting more narrow, Mm -hmm. let's say, which feels right. Mm -hmm. But it's different. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just age. It's what happens for everybody. If you're lucky. If you're lucky? What do you mean? 
Well, I mean, it feels to me like what you're talking about. It's, it's like, you know, what they say in human design is, is that if you are, I've said this before, but if you, if you're in your true self, you will attract the people on your fractal, you know, you attract the correct people, mm. like the people that you're supposed to, who, who are supposed to be yeah. friends with or the yeah. clients or, you know, like the, like the correct ones. Yeah. You know? That, that is happening. Yeah. I'm having some interesting connection. Yeah. Yeah. And Which so feel good. Yeah. And then everybody else kind of falls away, you know? Yeah. And, you know, in your ego, you want everyone, you know? Yeah. You want all, all the people. Yeah. But that's not who you're supposed to be with, you know? And so there's something about kind of the, it's like, like the loss of the ego too, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, there's a death that's happening. Right. And that's why I say, if you're lucky, you know, but, but there is like a, I don't know, there's a grief, a grieving there too. Well, the ego, there's a lot of suffering with the ego, but the ego also had a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My ego did. Uh And that's over. (laughs) Now I'm with God. Thanks, God. Well, you know, maybe not completely gone. Ego always takes a piece. I know, but... But not the same way. No, it's never going to be that. Interesting. Life cycles. Are we coming back? Are we doing this again and again and again and again? Probably. I don't know. I don't be, know. That could be a psyop. I heard, I, I heard on my TikTok feed that apparently you can choose to go to other alien civilizations. How do they know this? <laughs> How do know. these people know <laughs> this? I don't they know. just get on fucking TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and start saying this shit. Well, Bashar, okay? <laughs> Bashar's different. <laughs> Bashar is allowed. Uh-huh. Is that what he says? Yeah. Hmm. But other people say it too. It's 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 interesting. I'm like, hmm. well, it's exactly simulation theory. Oh, what's the simulation theory? That this is all a video game, essentially. Oh, this right. is a simulation. It's a computer-generated simulation, and we come into it like an like avatar. You know, we we choose our suit and who we're going to be, and we go on this adventure. And but part of it is we forget who we actually are. Right. And, and then we have this experience and then, you know, we die and then we're, we're back, which, so it maps perfectly simulation theory with all kinds of, uh, philosophies about, um, the nature of life and the universe. So maybe that's it. In which case nothing matters. Mm. Now that said, you win the game by making things matter. Right. That's the tension you have to hold. Nothing matters and everything matters. Can you be in that duality? It's like hold it all, hold it all lightly. Yeah, or as Course in Miracles says, nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that you give to it. Right, so what? then you want to be discerning about the meaning you give things. Yeah. I've been following this guy... Tag, what's his name? Tag something or other. He's got 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, but somebody 
connected me to him something so I'm, he's and he's great he's just a kid but he's you know he's got a new angle on the all the whole manifestation uh vision boards all of that affirmations it you know it, you can imagine coming from a 24 25 year old kid a lot of the analogies he he uses are sort of more simulation theory mm. like okay you're a character in a video game what character do you want to be you can create your own character. Mm -hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror until you see the character. That's not you. There is a you behind you that can look at your character. You have to separate yourself from the character. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it's he's really good. It's basically like you're you're asking to bring on your observer self. Yeah, yeah, and he's a big meditator, and uh -huh. he's read all the books. Like, oh. but he's just presenting it in a way that we've never heard before. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. I mean, I think this guy's going to blow up, but he's got a, a seven day, like if you sign up for his email list and he's a, he, he's a copywriter. That's essentially what he does. Mm. He's a marketer. And, uh, so of course his copywriting and his marketing is like outstanding. Mm. And he, he starts with sending you seven emails like to set, what does he call it? It's not a vision board, but it's, a thing, mm -hmm. uh, a, a little booklet that you make. You, you can do it on slides or you know Google Docs or something. Mm -hmm. But he suggests you print it out. And there's a whole thing you go through, and it's it's essentially a version of a vision board. Uh, other things as well, but it's been great. It's been a great fucking exercise. You've done like, it. I'm yeah, I've done it. I've oh. completed it, and now I you have to look at it three times a day. You have to write your obituary. Well, that I haven't mm. done yet. That's that. I, that's the last thing I have to do mm. mm -hmm. is to write. Like he's like write seven hundred fifty thousand word obituary. Wow. Yeah. Like go all in. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the legacy? Like really think about it. What's the legacy you want to leave? Mm. And I've never thought in those terms really before. I'm just kind of like winging it. But there's something about wanting to make something manifest and being very specific about what it is and writing it down and thinking about it, focus on it. It's very simple, mm -hmm. but, and I've done that, but mm, not really. I mean, I've held it in my mind, but there's something powerful about a practice where it's like you look at it three times a day and you mm. like you read it through you go through it mm. and so it's on my mind all the time mm. which has to be a good thing mm. if i'm constantly thinking about they're not even goals but just yeah mm -hmm. he has a whole you know he's got his own wording for everything but the whole you know all the things you can imagine all the things you want um who you, the highest version of yourself, you know, you sort of write out that, who are you when you're the highest version of yourself, like describe yourself. And you look at that and you read it every day. It's like, it's actually powerful. Mm. You're like, fuck, okay. What's his name? Teg? Teg, T-E-J, I think. Tej. Something. Uh -huh. Tej. Okay. He's great. Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing fun. that. So it sounds like a game. Yeah, like a, well, that's exactly right. I, I like it. I like, it's like a... Oh, and well, this is the other thing. The final thing I'll say on 
Christmas Eve crash. <laughs> you know, on my vision quest four years, five years ago, you know, I had that vision, but I was also told very, very directly that I'm a wizard. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, not yet. They were like, not yet. You're, you're not there yet, but it's going to take some training and some discipline, but you know, you, you, you got it in you and you're, 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 you're moving in that direction, but it's possible for you. And I didn't know, I mean, I knew what it meant, but I didn't know what it meant. And obviously wizard's a very strong word. But of course, if, you know, if you've been in the workshops, you know me, you're like, oh yeah, I got a wizard quality. And, and, and I know that, but there's a, there's, there's another level of the game that I could be playing. Mm. And there's something about what happened to that. There's some, like, I have to let go of all the things we were talking about, that old reality, these old stories, because I have to be free to be all the way in. I have to let go of them to be all the way in my wizardry. Mm. Like it opens me up to a new way of seeing the world, but mm. I, I have to det- detach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm scared to detach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to really detach from, it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just with everything. Right. I understand. You can actually do the most good from that place. Yeah. Like screaming about what's going on in Gaza does nothing, mm-hmm. right? But if you're not upset about it, you're doing something wrong. But after, if you're just with it and accepting it, that, I mean, that's what I'm, that's wrong, but it's not wrong, it's right. And it's, it allows you more power in the world to do good and allows you to see reality more clearly. You have to be with it all. You can't be pulled into the madness of it and the outrage and the and and get caught up in the pain and the mm-hmm. right and the wrong of it. It's like and you could say, well, there is right or wrong. Yes, okay, you can hold that, but can you have you have to hold them both at the same time, right? Trump's getting railroaded, in my opinion. It's fucking bullshit and it's wrong, and those fucking people are evil. And this is what's happening. Can I hold that tension? And and maybe there's a something in it that I don't yet see or understand. And maybe we have to go through some civil war, some darkness to get to the light. Can I be with all of that? Mm-hmm. Can I not be, can I go out and fucking fight the war without ma- truly making the other my enemy? Mm-hmm. You know, seeing, being, playing out my character, but also knowing that I'm a character at the same time mm-hmm. and letting my character have all the feelings. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also watching. I mean, that that's, that's wizardry. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing's a game, but you're playing the game. You're playing your role. Right. In the you're game. Playing your role. You got that people. We can help you with that. Mm-hmm. First, you got to clear out your trauma. Let's sell. Let's sell. Nobody's listening at this point. Unleash your life force workshop, yeah. January 26th to 28th. We don't have very many spaces, actually. No, we're keeping them small. Yeah, and it's filling up. It is filling up, mm-hmm. which is great. Surprising. It's wonderful. Hopefully, we'll be filled up. <laughs> filled up. Final thoughts? 
No pressure. Just grateful. Grateful. Thank you. Thank you.